Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Who out there right now is dating or in a relationship? I want to share a little bit about my experience with dating and being in a relationship with disordered eating because I think it might be interesting for you to see how maybe I changed over the years when I started off with binge eating when I first entered this relationship. So let's go back to three to four years ago. This was back in 2016, I think, 2017, when I first met my boyfriend. I must have looked like a neurotic mess around food, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Our first date, I planned the restaurant, the time, the location, everything. If you know me, you know that I'm never that forward or aggressive unless it's about food. So I always have to be the one choosing the food or the restaurant or the time, or I probably won't make it. I just won't go. And so that's what I did with my boyfriend. And I plan that first date dinner to be around six because I usually get hungry around then. And so I told him, okay, let's meet at 530. We'll walk around and choose the place. But honestly, I had already chosen the place in my mind. I just wanted him to have the illusion of choice. And so I thought, okay, we'll walk around this block full of restaurants in LA and maybe <laughs> maybe he'll just agree with the, the choice I've already made beforehand. And so I already chose in my head a Vietnamese restaurant because I'm very familiar with the cuisine and there's always light options like that kind of grilled pork uh, rice noodle dish with the veggies. So I chose that. And I like the fact that he was so nonchalant about the restaurant or their choice. He just told me, okay, you choose whatever you want to eat. And I said, great, because I will. (laughs) And so I did the choosing. And so that was the beginning of our relationship. And back then I was just so scared of being hungry. I was still trying to understand my hunger and fullness cues. And I just hated being hungry. So I always had a snack bag. It was a red little reusable grocery bag. And I would sling it around my shoulders everywhere I went. I would literally do a checklist in my head when I left the door. I would do keys, cell phone, wallet, water, and snacks. If you know me in real life, you know exactly what red bag I'm talking about. It is literally with me everywhere. And so I've probably gone through a half dozen of those bags over the years. I buy it from this grocery store. It's the perfect size. And every year I go back to that grocery store to buy a new one and probably have had six now. So that's six years of having that exact same red bag. Anyways, I promise I wash it. I promise I have new ones every year. (laughs) Not just this girl with the same bag for six years. Anywho, in that bag, I would always have some raw almonds, dark chocolate, and a honey crisp apple. So something mild tasting, neutral like the almonds, something a little sweet. Even on dates, I would have that red bag with me. So not the sexiest thing, but yeah, I would have my regular bag and then that red snack bag. And um, I would also sometimes even bring a breakfast. So here's the thing. I hate breakfast and brunch foods. I'm not an egg person. I'm not a waffle person. I don't like pancakes, but sometimes we'd go out for breakfast or brunch. And honestly, I would bring a few protein bars in my bag and a few extra hard boiled eggs. That sounds super weird, but just in case I hated the meal because I was likely going to hate it, I could have something to eat after as we were walking around. So those were all the residual effects of having disordered eating and binge eating. I always wanted to have my own food. I wanted it based on my timing. I wanted to eat the things I wanted to eat. 
And so basically I look like a nutcase. And so um, even with making meals at home, if we were making dinner together, I would be so antsy leading up to the meal. And during the prep phase, I was so sensitive because hunger to me was so acute. It was such an acute feeling at that time. So patience would be at an all-time zero, and I would literally snap at him for cutting the onions too slow <laughs> or if he was too clumsy uh, with the whole process. During that time, I also had occasional binges. And so I would still sometimes find myself falling into that slippery slope. But during those first few years, my binges decreased significantly. So something about having a partner and being in a relationship was so comforting and fulfilling. And I know that about myself. I'm at my worst when I'm bored and lonely. So him being there was such a comfort. I also got a dog during that time. And so the two of them combined, I was occupied, I was really fulfilled, and I just had a lot to do, which kind of cured the loneliness and boredom, right? And so over the years, I've also developed new ways to occupy my time and find comfort. This business, for example, Craving Food Freedom, to be quite honest, I'm a little bit obsessed with it because there's always a to-do list, there's always something to do, and it keeps my anxious brain busy. And I've talked to a lot of you guys, my followers, and I know how type A and also mind hungry you guys are. I think we all have a really hungry mind to be occupied. And when we're not, sometimes food is the thing to keep us occupied. So I know how that feels. And I found the combination that works for me. Having a business with a never ending to-do list, having a dog to take care of, being in a relationship, I am just really fulfilled and occupied. And so the tip here is maybe it's not to fling yourself into a new relationship or get a dog to bring you comfort or start a business. But the question is, what brings you comfort? What fulfills you? If it's just food at the moment, I totally get it. Then of course it would be hard to stop binging or stop obsessing over food because food is your distraction. Food is your is your part-time hustle. Food is your relationship. It is occupying a lot of time. And when you have too much time and you're bored, then it, that's not comfortable either. But if food is the only comfort and you break up with it, it's going to be a harder fall because you have nothing else to occupy yourself with. And you know the thing is, clearly this disordered eating pattern or binge eating is no longer serving you. But in the meantime, it might be helpful to think about what could be your safety net once you break up with food. Is it your friendships? Is it your dog? Is it your family? Is it your relationship? Or is it finding new relationships, seeking new friendships? So that's something to, to think about. When you break up with food, what can you fill your time and energy with next to fulfill you? So give that a thought. And also, it's kind of fun to talk about relationships because there's so much that comes up in relationships as it pertains to food. So what are you like in relationships? What are you like single? How does food change in either of these scenarios? Give that a thought. And if you like this episode and you like me talking about relationships because I think it's kind of fun, 
let me know. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that purple icon, and tell me what you liked about this episode. Tell me what you're enjoying out of these podcasts. That way I get a sense of what you like and more people who are struggling with these same issues can find this podcast as well and maybe find support in this. So thank you so much ahead of time. Your 5, 10, 15 seconds of leaving a rating and review will not go unnoticed. I will definitely shout you out in my next podcast episode. Until next time, thank you so much for letting me into your ears and I'll talk to you soon.